You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome. This is the Locked and Loaded Show. I am Roger B., and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Today we're going to talk about guns, gun laws, accessories with guns, more guns, people who use guns for good things, and people who are trying to take our guns away. Just once I want to hear you come in and go, guns, guns, guns. <laughs> Only when it's a gun show weekend. Hey, hey, Roger, real quick, before I bug out. Sure, Victor. And, uh, this is Victor from One Point with Victor, <laughs> in case you're wondering. If, if you'll allow me, I know you're going to talk about red flag laws today. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, that is awesome. And, and ladies and gentlemen, please, please pay attention to what Roger's going to tell you. But, Roger, I wanted to give you the latest FBI statistics, uh, murder statistics. The, these are the latest FBI murder statistics for the United States. Can I assume the liberals do not want you to s- tell they these? They do not want me to say this, but I want your <laughs> listeners to hear this. So... Murders by rifle, and this is just any kind of rifle. A small, and keep in mind, a small percentage of these murders by rifles were committed by a assault rifle. And I'm using air quotes. No such thing. No such thing. Exactly. So, murders by rifle, 403. Oh my God. Okay. Now, compare that to murders murders by knives and and uh, or or cutting instrument, some type of cutting instrument, 1,591. So more than three times more the number. More than three times the number of killed, killed by knives. Killed, well, we're, we're obviously killed they're by on now. the wrong track here. Exactly. And then I'll even – this is just even going to make me make listeners more mad at politicians. If we factor in how many people were killed by a bludgeon, bludgeoning object, a bat, a, a hammer, a blunt instrument, yeah, a hammer, a bat, 467. So it's about the – still so, a few more. Still more, though. So the point is while while our – ridiculous Congress right now is falling over themselves to do something in the name of red flag laws, in the name of let's go... Apparently we need weapons. to have background checks at Home Depot and Lowe's. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> so I just wanted to leave your listeners with that bit of information, Roger. Well, that's good to know. There's another stat that was interesting. 88,000 people a year are killed in alcohol-related incidences. Wow. 88, that's more than 10 times the amount of people killed with guns. So are we going to ban alcohol again, or are we going to ban cars? Where's the outrage? <laughs> why, aren't, why isn't the media fawning over this? 88,000, 10 times the number of people killed in alcohol-related incidences, incidences over guns. And at what times. point does alcohol become racist? Just saying. Well, yeah, it should be, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But, you know, it's funny because people, oh, well, you know, uh, I go, well, what purpose does alcohol serve other than to dull your senses a little bit, impair your judgment, make you feel better or worse the next day? So it actually has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. And, yeah, you're going to say, oh, well, red wine is good for this. Well, you know what? You can get all the same qualities with grape juice without the wine part. So don't give me that. <laughs> That's true. Oh, you're going to tell me, well, millions of people a day use alcohol and nobody dies from it. Well, you know what? Millions of people use guns every day and nobody dies from them. So that's that's an argument that's just not going to hold any water. Or maybe we should go with the, uh, I believe, the latest argument now from the uh, from the left side of things is that only women should be allowed to make or institute laws about abortion because they have the ability to make babies, which is fine. Okay. I don't have an issue with that. But then by the same token, only people who own handguns or rifles should be allowed to make laws concerning guns because they're the people who own them. They're the people who have them. 
Anybody else shouldn't be able to make laws about it. They don't own it. Same thing with the abortion law. So if you're going to apply logic of this type to an argument, make sure it goes both ways. Otherwise, you're just making yourself look stupid, which for some people in politics is not very hard. Actually, in most people in politics, it's not that difficult. Okay, today they're going to get into a few things that should just make your head explode. You should get angry. You should get upset. You should be scared to death because this is happening. This is not a maybe. This is not a, a possibility. This is happening. Red flag laws are coming out everywhere. In fact, even President Trump has mentioned that he would not be opposed to passing red flag laws if he could come up with a way to institute them or a way to make them what he considers reasonable. And now, of course, this is Trump, so he may say something, but then turn around and play it against somebody else or see who bites and see who jumps on and then turn around and call them names. But uh, we're going to have to see what happens here because I hope he doesn't fall into this trap of being convinced that red flag laws are the way to go because they are not. Red flag laws are just a way to get anybody in trouble for any reason possible. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but it's not going to be good. I can tell you that. It's only going to get worse. And so far, this week actually, this past week, the 15th state has passed red flag laws. And that 15th state was Colorado. Now, their law is pretty controversial in that many of the law enforcement officials in the state do not deem it constitutional and are making threats to not enforce it and not work with it. Now, I just kind of wonder, you know, if the law enforcement officials don't want to work with it, how on earth are you going to try and enforce these things? Are you going to have to fire all the policemen who won't violate the Constitution to enforce your laws and replace them with somebody who will? It seems like every time that happens in politics, everyone just goes crazy and says you're trying to, you know, get an agenda passed. Well, maybe that's what they're trying to do in Colorado. But anyway, they became the 15th state this past Friday to adopt red flag laws, which allows firearms to be seized from people determined to pose a danger. And this is just weeks after all the county sheriffs vowed not to enforce them. So apparently they didn't take the county sheriff's opinion very seriously. Now, the law did not receive one single Republican vote. So that's good. At least one party still believes in the Constitution. And, and if we need to change it, then we need to change it. But we have to go through the proper channels. You can't just decide you're going to change the Constitution and make laws around it and pretend like it doesn't exist. In fact, one of the sheriffs pointed out that this was a throwback to the 2002 Tom Cruise movie called Minority Report, where they actually had psychics getting visions of people committing crimes, and they arrested and prosecuted them prior to them committing the crime. Because they said, oh, yeah, these psychics saw you were going to do this in the future, so we're going to arrest you now and punish you for this. And that's about what we're coming to now. We're coming to the fact where people are just going to be pointed out, accused, with no no advantages whatsoever except to the people who are accusing them. What this is going to do, it's treating gun owners like criminals without them having done a single thing. It also is going to discourage individuals from seeking mental health help if they need it because once you get help and there's any record of it then you're going to be on a list i would imagine to where you could be potentially 
told you cannot own guns or we're going to take your guns away because you received some some help for some mental health issue. It could be something as simple as, you know, a little depression after a death in the family, but it doesn't matter. You receive help for a mental health issue, you might be put on a red flag list. So it's going to discourage people from even wanting to seek any help. And besides, anyone who's disturbed enough to kill a bunch of people is not going to be threatened by the fact they can't have a gun. They're going to go and find another way to do it. You know, they'll use knives, poisons, explosives, cars, rental trucks, you know, lawn equipment. What is it? uh, uh, Rand Paul was mowing his lawn when his neighbor attacked him because he didn't like him. I don't know if he used any yard tools or not, but it would seem likely. So you're not going to stop somebody by telling them they can't have one way to do it because, you know, unfortunately, evil exists and people, some people will act on it even against society's better judgment. But uh, And then these county sheriffs are saying the Colorado sheriff said he'd rather go to jail than enforce an unconstitutional gun law. So I just wonder how, where this is going to come to a head. Where's the battle going to come? Where's the original fights over this going to start? I mean, are people just going to start pointing at each other left and right saying, oh, he's crazy, you can take his guns away. Oh, no, no, he's the crazy one, you can take his guns away. And the, the thing is it's going to happen, they say, a preponderance of evidence. How is that going to be determined by people who are not professionals in the field, by not having people who are mental health professionals, or even, you know, it's going to be done by coworkers. it's going to become, become by a bad Tinder date, you know, it's going to be able to tell him, take, take his guns away, I don't like him. There's going to be family split because of it, and there'll be family killings because of it, because your ex-wife or your wife or your brother-in-law or whoever the hell else can say, well, Roger has a bunch of guns and he must be nuts. I did have a bunch of guns up until that horrible boating accident a few weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I'm saying, and then uh, you're going to go after your uh, brother-in-law or your brother-in-law is going to go after you after you've had his guns taken away. And uh, I mean, this this thing, you know, it's like... Like everything else, Roger, uh, that our laws are knee-jerk reactions in many cases. Emotion over intellect. And uh, you think about something like this, and it's not the answer. There is, in my opinion, there is no answer other than education and working, but... To say anybody can throw anybody in jail or get their guns taken away is just absurd. Oh, yeah. It's it's just like, you know, the Salem witch trials or yeah. McCarthy back in the 50s. He's a communist. She's a communist. He's a witch. She's a witch. Yeah. And you're just going to be able to take rights away from people. And normally the Constitution stands in the way of that. And I'm going to get into that a little later. How many constitutional amendments red flag laws violate? Because everyone's going on and on about the Second Amendment, but there are about five others that are violated by red flag laws. They're just they're they're unconstitutional in a, on a whole new level. But because people are valuing potential safety over freedom, they're going to choose to go that road. And if you want complete safety, you want to be cared for all the time. You want to have three meals a day and a place to sleep. All you have to do is get arrested. They'll take care of all that for you. They'll put you in a nice federal prison or state prison, and they'll take care of everything. Oh, no. they Well, they put you in a federal pen, and they give you sheets, and you can hang yourself. 
Yeah, I heard about that. You know, I heard and I heard the, the medical examiner was on a break and uh, Epstein cremated himself while he was out on a lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> With a Zippo? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he was already dead, so we're talking about what he is. Maybe spontaneously combusted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's. I hope Attorney General Barr comes down and rips that wide open and finds out what's going on there because you know i know what is it the clintons have uh i don't care who you are they have 56 people they know who committed suicide (laughs) that seems a little extreme in anybody's book wouldn't want to be their friend huh oh no no in fact i marked myself safe from the clintons today with my blue flag on facebook (laughs) so i'm good But, yeah, so these these red flag laws are nothing. These are black flag laws. They are going to cause so much trouble. And the fact that they violate the Constitution in so many ways is just ridiculous. <clears throat> now, the the sheriff's saying there's a 50-50 chance of accuracy in this. So you might as well just shoot craps, you know, or, you know, play r- roulette. You're going to have about the same chance. It's like the flip of a coin. Now, the gun seizure could be up to 364 days. And gun owners can only retain their guns if they meet a burden of demonstrating by clear and convincing evidence a much higher standard than normal people that they're, in fact, not a threat. So they're basically guilty until proven innocent. That's how the framework is coming out right now. They're just, uh, the like, like David said, the knee-jerk reaction is to take everything away and sort it out later. And that's never a good idea when you don't follow the law to do what you want to do. Some very astute lady, I've forgotten what position she holds today, said, let's pass it and then we'll read it. Oh, yeah, let's, we have to pass it so you can see what's in it. <laughs> oh, and we, we put these people in office. Well, not me in particular, but there are people who vote for these people, and they do it over and over and over again. I cannot believe these people are there for 30 or 40 or 50 years. Completely ridiculous. Uh, but now one of the big pushes for the Cal- for the Colorado law. Well, oh, I just got the break signal. We're coming back in a couple of minutes. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Quick Stakes, 
That's Q-U-I-K Steaks are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of Quick Steaks. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's Quick Steaks, Q-U-I-K Steaks, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome back. This is the Locked and Loaded Show. I am Roger B. and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Now, if you have any questions or you want to make a comment, I do have an email address, roger at americaswebradio.com. So you can certainly send an email. If you have a topic you would like to see discussed, send me an email. That would be fine. Now, you can find us on uh, Facebook at America's Web Radio. You can also find us on YouTube if you actually want to watch the broadcast, which I don't know why anybody would. Most of the guys around here have a face for radio. I know I do. But if you have a desire, maybe you can just not watch and listen. But And most of the broadcasts are available also to hear again later if you go to americaswebradio.com. So you can download them and listen to them later if you have any desire to do that. But it's always better when you listen live. So Colorado, 15th state to pass a red flag law. One of the big proponents of this was somebody whose son had been killed in the Aurora Theater in 2012. Now, I understand his grief. I mean, he a terrible person came in and did a horrific, committed a horrific crime. But to be able to punish everybody for the crimes of a few people is just, you know, it's not the way things should be done. You know, it's like Victor was saying earlier, 432 people killed in a year with a rifle of any type. Now, that includes hunting accidents, suicides. Now, I don't know how you would suicide with a rifle. I'm sure the Clintons could figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's going to happen. And so he's going to turn around and take this as a reason to punish everybody in the, or possibly punish anyone in the state that he feels or someone could point to and say, oh, they're bad. Now, this, I've, I've actually, um, there was a story about this. A guy had driven into a parking lot with his Jeep. A lady called the police on him because she told the police he had a big assault rifle strapped to the front of his Jeep. The police get there. He's got a large off-road jack on the hood of his Jeep. Not a rifle, not a gun, not even a bow and arrow. He's got a jack to lift his car up in case he needs to change a tire. And this lady was so ignorant, she just assumed because it was made out of metal and jagged or had teeth on it, it was some sort of weapon. So, you know, this is the kind of people we're giving power to accuse people in the red flag law cases. Now, what if she had known him as a neighbor and saw him drive up every day and just assumed that was a giant rifle strapped to his Jeep and said, he had guns, he needs to have them taken away, he's crazy driving around, he drives around with guns all the time. They wouldn't even have to check, they wouldn't have to verify anything she said necessarily. They would just go in, you know, no warrant needed, no proof. They would just go in, remove the guy's guns from his house, he would have no idea what he's done wrong at this point, and he would just be the victim of basically an accusation crime, a false accusation crime. Maybe it was a martyr. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's what we need, somebody who's of means who could actually take this up and fight back against it. But it's coming everywhere. I mean, 15 states out of 50 have already passed it. So it's coming. So don't, don't, don't wait for it to come to your state. You know, if you have a way to try, start fighting it, yeah, tell people about it. Make them realize how dangerous this is, that anybody can accuse basically anyone, any acquaintance, anybody they know or anybody they think they know, they can accuse of being unstable or possibly mentally ill, having an issue where they would have to take their guns away. Now, in Colorado, from what I understand, it can be almost anybody. It can be somebody you had an affair with, anybody you had a relationship with. If you had a bad tender date, they can call and have your guns taken away if they said you talked about guns too much or made any kind of threats toward them. So it's just, you know, it's like the guy, the sheriff said, the minority report. They're accusing you of crimes, punishing you prior to any actual evidence coming out other than somebody who's willing to, to testify or make a point to, you know, let's just take them away just in case. And then you come down to a matter of if you want security, you don't want to live in freedom. Freedom can be dangerous. Security is always safer, but it's more restrictive. You want to put someone else in charge of your safety? You want to put somebody else in charge of taking care of you? That's fine. There are places you can do that. There are countries you can move to. Like, say, get arrested, they'll take care of everything for you. That's a, that is a democratic utopia. They take care of the food, the lodging, they take care of all your medical needs, and you don't have to do anything but stay there. So, go ahead, get arrested, get in there, see how socialism works for you. So once they remove the guns, then you have to prove that you're not this person who somebody said you were. And I don't even know if you're allowed to face your accuser in this case. I don't know if they can remain anonymous or not. I have was unable to find anything on that. But if there's anonymity here, this can be, you know, anybody can accuse anybody anytime and hide under the the guise of, of the anonymity. And it could be for any reason. Last week, we actually discussed politicians revoking a judge's pistol permit because he didn't like some things he said about the city council. So this is going to be used for political gain as well. Imagine two political opponents. One turns the other one in under red flag laws, gets his guns taken away. Then he turns around and claims the guy is unstable or not not capable of owning guns, why would you want that guy, you know, in office? Or why would you possibly vote for him? So this is going to become a political weapon. There's no reason why it won't be. Because politicians will use any anything at their disposal to get what they want. So here we go. Okay. But now, in California, they've had red flag laws for a while now. And now they're expanding the red flag laws. They're adding people, other people who can testify as to your incompetence or your possible mental instability. And these people, let's see, I've got a list here. They added, uh, let's see, the current law was 2014. Now they just passed this this year. And this includes school employees, such as guidance counselors, teachers, employers, and coworkers of a subject. So if you don't get along with a coworker, and you turn around and say, that guy's crazy, he has guns, I heard him say he was going to do this or that, boom, they can take guns away based on the testimony of a coworker because he doesn't like you. Now, will it happen? 
I've seen worse things happen with less motivation than this. So it's going to be there. It's going to take place, and there's almost nothing we can do to stop it at this point. But we'll try. You know, that's all we can do is try. Educate people. Educate your friends. Educate your family. Let them know this is not the way things need to be done. We need. We have a constitution. We have the laws. We need to follow those laws. But let's get off this for just a second because I have a couple of good stories. I don't want to make this all doom and gloom, but we're going to come back to it because we have to go over the full list of constitutional rights that red flag laws violate. But meanwhile, a couple months ago in Florida, a law passed allowing teachers to carry guns in the classrooms. Now, this is something legislators passed after the Parkland shooting. So now school districts across the state can take part in a voluntary guardian program, which will arm teachers after they pass a 144-hour training course. So these are not going to be people that they just hand guns to and say, here you go. Here's your change from your lunch money, and here's your gun. Go guard the students. These people are going to have 144 hours of training prior to being able to carry a weapon in a classroom. Now, I would imagine most of the teachers who get involved in this are going to be people who are enthusiasts or have some experience prior to this. And if not, they will get 144 hours worth of training. I mean, that's like if you were figuring eight-hour workdays, what is that? That's over three weeks Three and a half weeks of solid training day in and day out for eight hours for three and a half weeks. Now, that's not enough to make you an expert necessarily, but you will be trained enough to where you should know what you're doing. And if you continue the training after that, that's where you're really going to have the advantage. Besides, we all know, I mean, it's been said a 100 times before, but it bears repeating. The only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. You know, and I don't care who you are. If you don't believe in guns, that's fine. That's your right. You don't have to believe in God either. That's your right. This is America. You can believe what you want. But someone's breaking into your house at 3 in the morning, the first thing you're going to do is call somebody with a gun and pray he gets there in time. So, yeah, you don't believe until you have to. In fact, I've always thought the way to turn a liberal into a conservative is one good mugging. He gets mugged once or twice. Oh, yeah, he'll change his mind on guns. In fact, that happened to a city councilman. I think it was up in Chicago had a gang shooting in his neighborhood, a drive-by, and there were bullets flying everywhere in a neighborhood he lived in, which apparently he thought was safer than that. And after that happened, he urged people, get your permit, get a gun, learn how to use it, protect yourself. That's the only thing that you can do. I can only imagine this Democrat politicians had an epiphany and decided that, you know what, all these people have been talking about this, they're right. The only way... I could have stopped this if, is if I had a weapon, and I don't believe he did at the time, but I bet he's changed his mind now. I can almost guarantee he's getting training, he's getting a weapon, he's learning how to use it. So, <clears throat> now as far as this Florida bill goes, 40 of Florida's 67 counties have already enrolled to take the, the plan course. And this has happened, of course, after the Parkland shooting. So, you know, at least this is the kind of reaction I would expect. Let's prevent the next one. Let's give protection to our children. And those of you who say we don't need guns in school, I'd be willing to bet every congressman in, in Washington, every senator, every president who's ever been there has their kids going to a school surrounded by walls and men with guns or women with guns. There is no way their kids go to school without armed guards. 
I can bet you that. So what makes their kids any better than yours? Nothing. In fact, they're supposed to be public servants. We don't serve them. They're supposed to serve us. And we should have every right that every politician has. Yeah, yeah, that gets me a little miffed there because I don't believe politicians should be put on a pedestal like that. You know, the Second Amendment was created not because of deer hunters, not not because I want to run around and shoot steel, you know, for target practice. It was put in place to prevent a tyrannical government from taking over the United States. Because these people in the newly formed 13 colonies of the United States, these people had just fought a war against an oppressive government that tried to take their guns away. The British tried to ban owning weapons. And you know what? Americans, well, they weren't Americans yet, but soon-to-be Americans stood up and said, forget you. It's not going to happen. We're not going to pay your overinflated taxes. We're not going to do anything without being represented in our side of the government. So they fought a war. The war ended. Thank goodness the soon-to-be Americans had won, and they started a new country. And in my opinion, the Constitution is probably one of the most brilliantly written documents to ever exist. It is, it is so specifically planned. It is so precise in the way it protects people's rights and tries to limit the government. Now, granted, we've gotten away from it a little bit because the Second Amendment clearly says shall not be infringed. And, yeah, there are infringements going on everywhere. Well, we're coming up. You're a very intelligent gentleman and scholar (laughs) and well-respected by somebody surely here in the station. My dog likes me. Can you name one politician today that could even sit in the group that wrote the Constitution? Um, if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Ted Cruz could probably qualify. He seems to know the Constitution inside and out pretty well. And there's probably a couple others like him. The only other one that I know of that bailed out said, I've had it with this crap, the swamp, was Trey Gowdy. Trey Gowdy was another one. Yes, he was He was very well-versed in the Constitution. But, I, I mean, I'm serious. I'm not trying to just... Oh, no, there are some, and I think people are starting to realize these are the kind of people we need in order to maintain our republic. I just, I'm like you. I love the Constitution. I hate anybody that says it's a breathing article. I've never seen the Constitution take a breath, (laughs) ever. And, you know, and the people that try to blow on it and blow into it, are crazy as hell and the constitution is the constitution and that's where it should be left we need to take a break i'm sorry i, I get carried away but you were on uh, on a roll my, there well on one of my favorite <laughs> topics and that's the constitution and i i marvel at the fact that they had to have had crystal balls of some sort how could they see today 300 years ago or 250 years they give ago. us a great country with great rules and after a couple hundred years the kids are screwing it up <laughs> yep you're right and uh by the way you know england has the no law or has a law against you can't own a gun in england right very specific circumstances extremely yeah. difficult so anyway, with that, we're going to take a break on your show, not my show, and I'm sorry to butt in. but uh, Always welcome, Dave. You're, you're talking a, a topic that I love. We'll be back right after this. 
The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome back. I am Roger B. and this is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. And one more time, if you don't get this broadcast live, you can go to AmericasWebRadio.com. Most of the shows will be archived there within a short time, so you can listen to them again or see them again if you want to go there and actually view something. You can go to our YouTube channel, YouTube at America's Web Radio. Type that in and you should find most of the shows. And we do have a variety of things, not just about guns, although I only talk about what I know about. So I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to most of the other shows. But there's a huge variety of things to entertain almost anybody. Now let's get into one good story today. You know, we had one. I mean, you know, uh, Florida is arming their teachers against potential shooters. What better way to protect our kids than the way all our politicians in Washington protect their kids and themselves with guns? But they don't want you to have the same rights. That strikes me as odd. But anyway, Minnesota has now offers a gun safety to physical education classes. That's right. There's an environmental bill that included several pro-gun and pro-hunting facets that passed the Minnesota, Minnesota legislature and is heading to the governor up there. The state's Fish and Game Fund includes $500,000 grants to school districts to increase firearms safety, trap shooting, archery, hunting, angling activities, and physical education classes. This is spectacular. This is where we need to go. 
get some get some of these kids away from the screen for a few minutes. Let them see some real life things. They want to get kids away from the TV, get them out in the woods, get them on the water, get them hooked on outdoor things. You know, maybe it's not too late. You know, because fishing on your couch with a video game is not quite the same as sitting in a boat and fishing. You know, it's not. It's just not the same. I've done both, and let me tell you, sitting in a lake in the middle of a nice day, cracking open a cold Coca-Cola is just, there's nothing better than that. Or soft drink or cola, whatever it may be. <laughs> when you first went into that, talking about bows and arrows and all this stuff, you know, and I, and I was thinking about... Uh, you know, arming, arming uh, the coaches or the teachers or whatever with a bow and arrow, and somebody comes through the school shooting. Hold it while I get my bow, and uh, I don't know why I had this uh, just this picture. You know, it'd be better than than nothing. <laughs> Are they going to throw the arrows at them or try to shoot them? Well, I've seen some of the guys with bows. Oh, I know. Work and uh, some uh, now. A granted, crossbow is as good as a rifle. Oh, in absolutely. Cases. Except it's silent. You don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. That's why Rambo used one. Yeah. <laughs> good old Rambo. But you know, this law in Minnesota, I think this is well on the right track to getting kids. And plus, it teaches them respect for firearms, teaches them their dangers, but teach them how to use them or how to be safe with them. You know, when I was growing up, and even in college. They had archery classes. When I was in college, I took a rifle class as a PE. And we had 22 target rifles, and once a week we went and shot for an hour and a half and competed. And by the end of the semester, we had a winner. I was not it. I was second place. But a girl beat me, so (laughs) I'm just letting you know. (laughs) Hats off to her. She was better than me. More control. Probably so, yes, because guys tend to get a little overexcited, and we go off prematurely sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Not touching that one. (laughs) Oh, but anyway, so the grants are going to be issued through the No Child Left Inside grant program (laughs) under Minnesota law. Now, uh, they have uh, 30 participants on three teams in the high school Clay Target Shooting League, which began in 2007. Last year's count, they had 12,000 participants across 349 school-based clubs. So that goes to show you, if you give these kids an opportunity, you have people who are willing to work with them, willing to show them. They want to learn. They want to get outside. They want to do things. But too often nowadays, parents just throw a screen in front of them and do their own thing. And they can't, you know, they can't watch your kids. And if you teach them about guns early, they'll have more respect. There won't be as many shootings because these kids will know what they're doing. You know, they won't just watch a video game and decide it's okay to kill everybody because they'll reset in the next level. I'm surprised that you didn't bring up or uh, there wasn't an article about the uh, parental protest to all of this. That uh, Oh, my God, you're, you're going to have – you're going to teach guns and – Oh, there there was a story about that. There was a general at a Boy Scout camp. I've told this before, but I'm going to do it one more time. There was a female reporter, and she was there watching the Boy Scouts learn to shoot rifles, and she was in horror, saying, you're equipping these children to be killers. And he goes, no, no, we're teaching them safety. We're teaching them respect for the weapons. But you're giving them the equipment to to be murderous killers. So he turned to her, and he goes, are you a prostitute? And she goes, of course not. He goes, well, you've got all the equipment to be one. 
And hopefully that shut her up because she realized equipment is not everything. <laughs> and she's probably ugly as a dog anyway. Um, don't know. Never saw her. Not going to make a judgment on that. But <laughs> she wasn't very bright. I can tell you that much. <laughs> she must have been a Democrat. I don't know. But I'm hoping so because we don't – you know, it. I don't care what party you're on. Look around. See what you should be doing. If you don't like something, change who you vote for or get somebody else to vote, to run for your party. I don't care if it's a Democrat or a Republican. Get somebody you can respect. Get somebody who you like. Get somebody who believes what you believe. Unless you believe America is the worst country on the planet, in which case you need to move somewhere else. Now, bad news for California yet again. Starting, uh, this is back July 1st, lead ammunition will no longer be legal in California. Now, this applies to all hunting on public and private land, all wildlife, all firearms, rifles, shotguns, pistols, muzzle loaders, any gauge or caliber for the taking of any legal species. So any hunting will not be allowed with any lead ammunition. Well, you know, lead's a killer. They took it out of paint. Right, right. But most people aren't going around licking bullets or, you know, <laughs> lining their their walls with bullets, although maybe some people do. That'd make some really cool wallpaper, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but they're saying that the ban will definitely impact the price of Don-Lead ammo and lowering the actual number of hunters in California. Because if you have to pay a lot more to practice and to shoot, a lot of people will get out of the sport. Now, this is going to apply to center fire and rim fire ammunition. Both of those will expect to be up over 250%. So if you're buying 22s or if you're buying center fire ammo, rifle ammo, expect a 250% increase in the cost of ammo. Shotgun prices are expected to go up 400%. So that bird hunt's going to become a lot more expensive running steel or tungsten or whatever metals they decide to use. But lead will no longer be allowed in California. And now I think it was Obama who actually took all the lead mining um, facilities outside of America. He pushed them all out of this country. So now we import all our lead anyway. Okay. And now here's a good Trump story. He put it in Michelle's bra. Hmm. <laughs> here's a, okay. Here's the one I have to say good Trump on this one. He signed in. Bill 12, H.R. 1222 to increase the number of shooting ranges available on public land. It was a bipartisan proposal passed in April, and the Senate likewise approved their version earlier. The bill drops the state-required matching funds from $0.25 cents on the dollar to $0.10 cents on the dollar. And funding can also accrue up, up to five years before they use it versus the current two-year amount. Now, what this is going to do, it's going to use the 11% tax that's currently levied on all guns and ammo sold or imported into the United States. So keep in mind, every time you buy guns or ammo, you are paying an 11% excise tax. So this money goes to conservation. It goes to help building shooting ranges. It goes to help, I guess, procure the future of our shooting sports. So don't be afraid to spend money on extra ammo and guns. I'm always a proponent of that. You know, how they say, how many guns is enough? And I've told somebody, just one more. That's all you need. Just one more and you should be good. But they're, okay, now the numbers they have out are saying there's a minimum of 11.4 million hunters in this country. And sportsmen in general spend $25.5 billion into the economy. 
So now, more than ever, with gun sales going up this much, ammunition sales going up, we need places to go shoot. And there's no reason why public land should not be used by people who want to shoot stuff. You know, as long as they're just shooting targets and game during season and things like that, that's fine. I have no issue with that at all. Now, this was coming out of Colorado, an interesting state with the red flag laws and everything we talked about. But this is in Commerce City, Colorado. A concealed carry real estate agent had survived an attack from a man she was showing an open house to. Now, this was an experienced agent. She had 14 years of experience. She arrived in the, in the condominium to show the house at 1130. Ernest Christman arrived at the front door and appeared interested in the property. He was asking detailed questions directly relating to the home. And she said he was asking all the right questions. You know, he was he wanted to know how long it had been on the market. They talked about loans, what he might qualify for. So I, he's probably making her feel relaxed, thinking this is a serious buyer. This is somebody who has potential. After touring the downstairs area with Chrisman, the two went upstairs to complete the showing. Upon entering the master bedroom, Chrisman pulled out a large knife and cornered the real estate agent. The now knife-wielding attacker pulled out a six-inch rope and ordered her into the closet, but she wasn't going to give up that easy. She drew her firearm, but in her hesitation, the attacker was able to spray her in the eyes with bear spray. Blinded and in extreme pain, she fired off a shot. He wanted me to take off my ring and go into the closet, and at that point, his intentions were deadly, in my opinion. So she made a choice at that point. You know, he's got her at knife point. He's asking for something, forcing her into a, a closet. Who knows what he was going to do at that point. Now, it's unknown whether the the Christman was hit or not, but he ran as soon as she fired the shot. Kind of fired in, in his direction because now she has been sprayed by bear spray, so she was <clears throat> probably not able to see very well in extreme pain. And she fired a shot, and that was what it took to get him out of there. So I would, I would imagine... She's probably a longtime proponent of this and will probably, hopefully, educate other agents about potential in carrying a weapon. That's great. So I just want to know we're going to be right back after this short break. You're listening to America's Web Radio. I am Roger B., and this show is locked and loaded. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction and medical director of the Atlanta Healing Center. Please join me on Tuesday afternoons at 4 p.m. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. 
Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome back. I am Roger B., and you're listening to Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio, the show where we talk about guns, the politics of guns, accessories for guns, and even stories where guns are used to save people's lives, the good guys, of course, as we did with our real estate agent in Colorado. I mean, and we were just discussing that off air for a minute that, you know, women don't realize how vulnerable they can potentially be in this situation. And I'm thinking, I don't care who you are. Anybody gets hit in the face with pepper spray, you're, you're going to have in a bad day. Male, female, it doesn't matter. And she managed to fire off a shot in his direction, even without, you know, even without being able to necessarily see or can, you know, have any kind of um, symptoms from being sprayed in the face with pepper spray. And she apparently probably saved her life or at least saved a horrific assault on her part so the pepper spray was the least of it but i'm glad she's okay and i hope they find the guy that did it because as far as i know he was still at large last i i checked on the story now here's somebody who apparently i don't know who he is he's supposed some sort of possible celebrity i don't know i've never heard of him he's probably down on the list you know bc d-list celebrity i don't know his name is uh, Larry Wilmore. He's years on Comedy Central, The Daily Show. He was a correspondent. And apparently, he's coming for our guns. Uh, or as he calls them, our weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> and I'm thinking, Larry, you're not coming for my guns or whatever you want to call them. You sit there. You talk to your fellow anti-gun nuts about how you're coming for them. Maybe you'll get really mad. Maybe you'll tweet something about them. But apparently, so they started having, there was a, t- a Twitter discussion. I'll call it a discussion because I don't want to call it an argument or a fight. So somebody apparently responded to his weapons of mass dis- destruction coming for our guns thing. And he says, hey, don't come for my gun. And he goes, I'm not coming for your gun, mm, MF. I'm coming for your weapons of mass destruction. Well, it's my constitutional right. And the guy responds with, okay, I've got sarin gas in my garage. You you can't have that. Exactly. I can't have that because it's a weapon of mass destruction. Just like you can't have a weapon of mass destruction. I don't know when he decided that a, a pistol or a handgun or a, a rifle or a shotgun is a weapon of mass destruction. But apparently that's his view of this. Now this is interesting because... I thought this guy apparently thinks anybody who has a gun has a weapon of mass destruction. So I could imagine him calling the police on any one of his neighbors in California who he thought had a gun, telling them he's crazy. Oh, my God, he has a gun. You need to stop this. There's no way this should be allowed to happen. So this is the kind of people that you're going to be dealing with. In fact, he says, if you buy a semi-automatic rifle, you must be mentally ill. So he's already making his determination about your mental status just on the type of rifle you decide to buy. 
So it's just, yeah, I just don't know that these are the kind of people we're fighting against by trying to stop red flag laws. Now, I've only got a few minutes left. We're going to try and go over red flag laws real quickly just to show you what they do. Okay. When most people argue against the red flag laws, they argue solely on the premise of the Second Amendment. And sometimes you throw in the Fourth Amendment also. But here's a list of violations. They violate the Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Sixth, Seventh, and Fourteenth Amendment. The Second Amendment, we all know, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bar arms, shall not be infringed. Pretty obviously what we're talking about there, any law that restricts guns to a law-abiding citizen should not be allowed. Now, the Fourth Amendment is the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue. But upon probable cause supported by an oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Now, it's pretty clear that in order for us to be secure in our property from unreasonable searches and seizures, the right cannot be violated without a warrant. And it has to be issued upon probable cause supported by an oath or affirmation. Now, the left is going to argue that because of the warrant, all the due process has been adhered to in a red flag law. So you're saying any when an ex-boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, bad date on an Internet site, an in-law, a brother, brother-in-law, anybody can say, oh, he's crazy, I'm signing an oath, here we go, let's take his guns away. It's going to happen. In fact, there has already been a death attributed to red flag laws. I can't remember the state. I want to say it was in Baltimore. A gentleman heard beating on his door at 5 o'clock in the morning, so he got up, pistol in hand, of course. Who wouldn't? I would probably would have something a little more substantial, but that's okay. That's me. I'd carry my baseball bat with me because I lost all my guns in that horrific boating accident. But so he goes to the door with his gun in hand. The police are there, and they start talking to him, and he's holding the gun. He sets the gun down. He's talking to the police. Then they explain to him why they're there. They're there to take his guns away. He decides, oh, hell no, you're not, picks up his gun again. It starts... Uh, altercation in the house. The gun goes off. The guy has his hand on the trigger. The gun goes off. The police then return fire and kill the man. Now, why were they there taking his guns away? What happened? Apparently, his sister decided he was too loud in his political arguments or too impassioned when he made these arguments and decided that he probably doesn't need to have guns because he, he gets too excited when he argues about politics. So she called in the, the the order, the police were there to serve it, and in the end, her brother died. Instead of talking to him in a reasonable manner, she decided to use the police as a weapon, and he ended up dead at the end of this. I don't know if she intended this or she had a, a riff with him beyond this, but this is something that just should not have ever happened. I mean, you can't just take somebody's property without a realistic approach. You need somebody who's a professional. But, of course, if they're going to allow mental health professionals to testify or use mental health 
I guess, assistance or mental health treatment as a potential for taking the guns away. Again, like I said earlier, it's going to stop people from even seeking help. And it could be something very minor that you could just, you know, maybe, you know, you had something happen traumatic in your life and you want to need a little help getting over it, someone to talk to. That could be enough to put you on this list to take the guns away. So many people are going to have to reconsider who they talk to about guns. Do they have any? Do they tell people about it? Do you talk to your neighbors about it? Do you talk to your coworkers about it? I mean, think, think, think about this. You're going to have to decide who you associate with from now on and who you talk to. The guy at work, he's, you know he's a hardcore anti-gunner. Do you even talk to him at lunch or do you just avoid him completely? Do you avoid all your neighbors until you know they are like-minded? If they're not, do you even want to let them know where you stand on certain issues? Because they, the way people are today, you know, just your political leanings can get you into a huge argument with people who think you're stupid or you're a racist or whatever it is they want to call you just because of your political leanings. And this is going to be a problem from here on out. I mean, we're actually pushing division among neighbors, among friends, among coworkers by giving them this potential to where in an argument or a, an altercation, they can point fingers and use the police as a weapon to disarm potential people who they don't find, they find unpalatable in some way. You know, you find out somebody's, you know, your your neighbor's kid is dating your daughter. You, you, you want him disarmed. Easy enough to do that. And it's for no reason other than you don't like him or you don't like what's happening. This is something that's gonna, it's gonna explode 15 states out of 50 so far and potential for a federal red flag law. Well, I appreciate everybody listening today. We're gonna, this is not going away. We're gonna cover this more. You are listening to America's Web Radio. I am Roger B and this is Locked and Loaded. And remember, you can reach me at Roger at AmericasWebRadio.com. Thanks for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.